Hey you, welcome to Her Defined, the podcast dedicated to the woman who's still trying to figure it all out when it comes to her career. I'm your host, Juliana, who has just as ambitious career goals as you do. So let's achieve ours together. Join me each week for a conversation with a compelling businesswoman or entrepreneur. Keep listening as I'm sure her advice and insight will assist you in defining your own means of success. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Her Defined. So you know when you cut yourself, you're looking for a band-aid, you finally find one, you slap the sucker on and then you're able to go on with the rest of your day. Well, this doesn't come as easily to the BIPOC community and primarily because within society, nude band-aids are the norm, but they can be extremely noticeable on deeper skin tones. If you have a cut on your finger or a wound, a noticeable band-aid is just going to accentuate that pain even more. So really the healing process is just drawn out. Full transparency also, before the interview today, I never really thought that, oh, the market doesn't really sell black or brown bandages. And yes, hello, white privilege, it's me, Juliana. But today's guest, Tiana, is making it her mission so that everyone can heal in color. Tiana McFarland aims to revolutionize the way people shop for bandages. In summer 2019, Tiana was looking for an adhesive bandage that matched her skin tone. Unable to find one, she set out to create her own, Enter Heal in Color. Tiana's mission is to make black and brown bandages the norm. Heal in Color is the first Canadian-founded company of its kind. It builds long-term relationships with customers based on integrity and a dedication to excellence by offering the highest quality brown and black bandages made from premium materials at a competitive price. The company is determined to find opportunities to create a superior experience for all households, schools, and healthcare. Each Heal and Color box contains 30 adhesive bandages, 15 large, 15 small, available in three shades called honey, almond, and chestnut. Heal and Color bandages are latex-free, sterile, and are designed in the most flexible fabric. They are available for pre-order at healandcolor.ca backslash products backslash bandages. Remember, color is spelled with a U for all you non-Canadian listeners out there. In this episode, Tiana discusses how she preps for the never-ending amount of media interviews, her bet-on-herself motto and why it's so important to believe in your own mission, and her advice to other entrepreneurs that are working full-time and starting their own business. I'm so glad that you could join me today, Tiana. How is your day going? Thank you so much for having me. My day has been busy, but I'm glad to be here to discuss Healing Color with you today. Love it. So if you want to start off by introducing yourself and what you were doing prior to launching Healing Color, as well as what compelled you to start this business. Absolutely. So um, before launching Healing Color, I was working at York University. Well, I still am working at York University as an administrative assistant in the Faculty of Science. I work with a lot of faculty affairs, you know, supporting associate deans um, with hiring of faculties, administrative appointments, that kind of work. And um, I've always wanted to kind of start a business, but I just haven't been able to come up with an idea that I was so passionate about and really wanted to push. It's always been on my mind, okay, you need to start a business. This is what you went to school for. You have a diploma in operations management. So what compelled me to start Heal in Color is, 
You know, in the summer of 2019, I was going on a vacation trip and I had a bad cut on my leg and I knew that I was going to have to wear a bandage for the majority of my trip. And that kind of had me a little down. And I said to myself, you know, there might be some bandages that actually might blend in better to my skin tone, um, better than a nude bandage. So I took a trip to a few uh, drugstores, Sobeys, Walmart and uh, Shoppers Drug Mart to be exact. And I didn't find any bandages that matched my skin tone. I I saw a lot of other types of bandages with fairies on them, you know, even like yellow bandages. And I just didn't find any brown tone bandages. So I said to myself, this this is the perfect opportunity for me to start my own brand and offer a variety of brown and black shades so that people who have black and brown skin and want to wear have sorry have to wear a bandage on their skin can feel confident in their skin when they heal and and I just grew so passionate about it because the the brand is so inclusive it really it it shows that inclusion matters and you know the brand was made specifically for black and brown skin tones that's really how it started and like I said before I've always wanted to start a business and I was just so passionate about this this, this idea and I was like I have to do this Awesome. And Heal and Color has received such great press already, as it obviously deserves. Was it overwhelming by all the news outlets reaching out to you? Can you give listeners tips on how you prepared for these interviews? Yes, Heal and Color has received a lot of uh, press and media attention, and I'm so thankful for it. And it makes me know, it makes me understand that my product is important and people actually do see the importance of it. And they want to give me a platform to let the world know like, hey, Heal and Color is here. Black and brown bandages are available now to be purchased and um, it promotes inclusion. So Um, I got a lot of attention and I will admit it does get overwhelming because, you know, first of all, I've never been on uh, live television at at any point in my life. There's really no way to really even prepare for that, I can say. Um, You will feel nervous, but it does get overwhelming because there's a lot of times back to back. And especially for me working full time already, you know, I work a full time job from 830 to 430. And then I have to schedule in the media appearances into my day, you know, take my lunch during that time or do media appearances before I start work. So it does get overwhelming. But I will say that what I did to prepare was I watched a few interviews on I actually watched I used, just used Google. I mean, sorry, YouTube. And I watched a few um, interviews from CP24, Global News. And I saw that, you know, most people, this isn't really something that most people do on a regular basis because a lot of people that are getting media attention are starting new initiatives. So it's all really new to us. And, you know, you, you just have to not be so hard on yourself and try to stay calm and, you know, have your notes ready and your talking points ready, make point notes and, you know, practice. I will say this: a lot of the times they will give you your questions beforehand or they will ask you what your talking points should be. So that was something that I was very grateful for. Once you start doing it, it becomes easier and easier as you go on because you're just talking about your brand and it should be easy to talk about your brand if you're passionate about it. Right. Very, very true. Take us through the process from research to design to sampling materials to actual production of creating a bandage line. Absolutely. So um, the process of starting Heal and Color uh, really started from me 
getting my samples from a manufacturer. So it started with me looking on a lot of websites that had, you know, adhesive bandages available to sell at a large quantity. Um, so I, I was I was speaking with a manufacturer and I will say it, it does get really daunting when you're speaking to manufacturers and they take a while to get back to you. And, you know, they're just not very well with communication, but if you, if you stick it through and you keep going after manufacturer after manufacturer after manufacturer, you will find someone that is going to be able to produce the item that you actually are looking for. So after going through a couple, I actually was able to find one which who was amazing. And once she, um, my samples were sent to me, it was at that point that I checked out the materials in person, and I was very satisfied with them. You know, I, I tried the bandage for a few days on my skin to see how it stood up, and the quality was great. So that was amazing. I found my manufacturer, which is one of the hardest things to do. And my manufacturer also um, was able to create my box for me. So I knew that I had someone that could, you know, create the bandages for me in the three different skin tones um, because this is something also really new. There aren't a lot of manufacturers that even uh, create adhesive bandages in different brown shades. So, so it was a little bit hard finding that specific thing. But yes, it was a great manufacturer. They're able to create boxes for me as well. So I knew at that point, great, I have my bandages and my box. Going forward, I know I knew that I needed to design a box now. Um, I wanted my box to be really aesthetically pleasing. I, um, I think my box stands out. It does. It's so pretty. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really pride myself on that. So I found a um, graphic designer to mock up a box for me. She used the samples that I received to, cr to add the bandages to the box. So we went back and forth a little bit and... Um, we made some changes and then we finally came up with the heel and color box. So I had to work with a graphic designer and, and from that point on, I had my box and I had my, my product. At that point, I just had to work on getting my website made. I was happy that I had one of the biggest parts of this project done. But yes, it does take a lot of time finding the right manufacturer, but it's important that you, you don't just try one manufacturer. You want to try several of them because you're just not sure what you're ever going to get. That's some advice that I would give to anyone trying to find a product through a manufacturer. And I feel like persistence is, is very key from your experience because if they don't get back to you, some people would just be like, oh, well, that, there's that. But if you are so passionate about it, you just kind of keep having to bug them. Just sending that follow-up email again and again and again, because remember, you're not the only person that's reaching out to them either. So it, it can get very, you know, daunting, but they eventually do get back to you. And once you have a manufacturer, that's great. Um, you're smooth sailing from there. So you mentioned that there are yellow, there's pink, there's polka dot, there's like Spider-Man bandages, but no black or brown bandages. While there's been launches of other companies producing black and brown bandages, they've all been discontinued. Why do you think it's taken so long to address such an obvious need? That's a good question. Um, I think that it's taken this long to address an, an obvious need because I don't think many people really had a thought of it. You know, like, even myself, growing, I, I had to think to myself, I'm like, growing up, did I actually wonder if there were 
why there weren't black and brown bandages? And the answer is no, I didn't. But that is just the way that the world has been created. You know, like black and brown people aren't really the standard. And I say that because, you know, even when you're on Google and I'm looking for hairstyles, I always have to put black girl hairstyle because we're just not the standard. And I think we just kind of got used to just having the nude, the, the nude pinky bandages. And that's just what it was. But no, we're in 2021 now. And I think it's great that there are brands that are coming out with black and brown bandages. I understand that it's they've been discontinued in the past. I'm not sure why, but I think it's a great product that shouldn't be discontinued. And the mission of Healing Color is to make black and brown bandages the norm. We want to revolutionize the way that people shop for bandages. And it's not something that we plan on ever stopping to do. Can you elaborate on how Healing Color partners with Canadian school boards to distribute your bandages within schools? With the brand Heal and Color, it's actually gotten a lot of media attention. That's helped me significantly. So I've actually had teachers from school boards reach out to me and they're like, hey, like we would love to have your bandages at our school. Um, and what they typically ask for is your vendor's information form. So you really want to make sure that you have your vendor's information form, and that's going to include your business name, your business number, um, how long it's going to take to ship your product to them, what the cost is, um, if you accept returns or not. But that's really how it works. You have to have a product that a school sees the need in, and um, they probably already purchased. A lot of school teachers contacted me and they believed in the product and they actually spoke to their principals in their schools and um, the equity diversity boards, because, of course, it falls into under that branch. Right. Most schools have an anti-black racism framework of some sort going on right now because of all of the uprising that's been happening and with the Black Lives Matter happening and all over the world. So um, it falls in line with their action plan. So I feel like my product. That's kind of why it was a little bit easier for me to get into to, to school boards. And again, they were a part of my target uh, audience, my target market. Sorry. You have a background in operations management. How has your education prepared you for founding your own company? I'm so thankful that I have a diploma in operations management because it's played such a significant role in me getting this idea into an actual product, because I feel like that's that's most people's difficulties. You have an idea, it's hard to actually bring it to life. And my favorite class was uh, project management. Um, and that really helped me the most um, with getting this, getting heel and color to be an actual real product. Um, because I really set my timelines. I really knew what my cost was going to be, um, my capital for this type of business. And also, I have a little bit of marketing experience. I think that going viral on Twitter kind of helped me. And that was kind of, you know, what I was trying to do. Do you live by any piece of advice or do you have a specific motto? Now I live by Fred Van Vliet's motto of betting on yourself. I'm so timid. I'm always scared to take risks and always, you know, doubting myself. And since doing this and I was just like, yo, I just have to, I have to bet on myself. I have to bet on myself and understand that other people will see how great this product is, how great heel and color is and how it's needed and how it promotes inclusion and diversity. And I just bet on myself and now I'm getting all of the rewards. And it's one of those things that you really don't believe in until it happens to you. And 
that's one advice that I that I would definitely give other people to just bet on yourself and believe in what the believe in whatever idea it is that you're passionate about because if you don't believe in it no one else is going to bet on the idea that you have you have nothing to lose like the only thing you would lose is by not trying right at that point if you don't try you don't know what's on the other side and if I didn't try I wouldn't be here right now like it would have just been an idea that got swept under the rug and that was it or someone else would have come up with it and then you would have been like oh my gosh I am so mad at myself for not fulfilling that I feel like that would probably be the worst thing and even that yes that imagine how upset I would have been like, wow, I had this idea and, you know, someone else followed through on it, right. but I just didn't. Yeah. You, you got to follow through on your ideas if you're passionate about it. How do you define success or what is your definition of success? I think my definition of success is financial freedom. That's my definition of success. I feel like being able to do what you want to do on your own time and financial freedom gives you back so much of your of your free time essentially. So successful people have a lot of free time because, you know, they're financially free. So that's my idea of, of success. And also another idea of success for me is doing what you're, you love and what you're passionate about and what makes you happy. This brand makes me so happy. Like I enjoy talking about it so much. It's brought me so many great opportunities. I feel like I'm successful at this point because I've been able to create multiple opportunities for myself and I've been able, been able to you know, do this all on my own. I don't have any like PR agency. I don't have anyone helping me really run the brand. It's kind of a one man show right now. So I think me bringing healing color to life and all the great things are happening are is my definition of success. Yes, 100%. I love that. And it's so, so well deserved. What have you learned in regards to running a business since launching healing color? I have learned that people who run businesses and work full time are superheroes. So I really, I used to think to myself, oh, like, you know, people always complain about running a business. They have time after work, blah, blah. No, like, it's a lot more than that. It's literally 24 hours every morning when you wake up, every night before you go to bed. You know, it's it's a lot of... Um, it's just a lot of time management. You really have to make time for your business at this point because it's, it's you're literally always trying to improve and grow. So since launching, I've just learned that people who run business also don't know everything. I don't know so much. Like I, and I'm so glad that I didn't wait to know everything to start a business because I feel like a lot of people do that. They wait. Oh, no, I need to make sure that I know at this. I need to make sure I know that. I don't know this about the industry. No, you will never know every part of a business. And I still don't know so much, but I'm so thankful that I have a mentor that's going to help me now um, learn even more. But And I've also learned that, you know, negative comments are going to come. Unfortunately, I've gotten a slew of negative comments on my media posts. And I've just actually stopped reading my comments at this point because, you know, some of them are hurtful. What? Who? Okay, let's not really hang out here too long but who would write something negative i i'm telling you i've also gotten hate mail too said like they'll go to my website and write me a this is the stupidest idea ever why did you waste your time doing this 
I, I remember reading a comment someone said, if systematic racism exists, how come this girl has been able to start a business and she's getting all of this attention? And I'm just like, what? Where do the two correlate? It's it's been crazy. <laughs> That's also how you know you can like judge your level of success because you're getting hate. That's how you know your name is getting out there. They're fired up. Like I couldn't believe it. I was like, geez, it's okay. The love overshadows the hate anyway, but I just don't pay it any mind anymore. While bandages could be viewed as a medical product, I would almost argue that they are more of a self-care product and especially heal and colors bandages that are they specifically honor value and recognize the BIPOC community. What is your favorite form of self-care and how do you ensure in your busy schedule now that you practice self-care? Wow, self-care is like one of the biggest things for me. And it's funny because all my friends are always like, wow, like you, you make sure that you take care of yourself no matter what. So self-care for me is really, you know, taking a nice shower at the end of your day, you know, with, with, with music playing in the background and, you know, a nice loofah and a, a body wash that smells amazing and, you know, drying off after lotioning your entire body. Your body's all supple and nice with some type of body butter. And, you know, that's really one of my favorite things of every day like getting to shower and have me time and also just waking up in the morning, starting your morning with, um, with a hot beverage, like, you know, some peppermint tea. I do that every morning. Um, I play jazz music in the morning, you know, get a diffuser going on. So it smells good. Um, keeping your environment clean is also huge for me. Like I'm such an organized person. I don't like mess. It actually, I can't think straight if my environment is messy. <laughs> so. Yeah, self-care is super important to me and also just upkeeping, you know, which is one thing that COVID has kind of taken away from me. We can't go get our hair, nails, lashes. My nails look so bad right now. They're like grown out. Okay. (laughs) You can relate. Okay. You can relate. I see what I mean. That's a part of self-care too, because when you look good, you feel good. Like I feel so good when I look good and it's, when you don't feel good, you feel kind of, uh, kind of blah, you know? Right. My grandma always said that, like, when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. Because it just all correlates, right? Yeah, it's, it's not even just a thing. It's, it's real life. And honestly, that's, it, it's big for me in self-care. You are working full-time at York University while also working for Heal and Color. How do you manage the everyday operations of your business while also working full-time? And I have recently found with working now and then doing this podcast that there's times when I feel extremely overwhelmed slash unmotivated because I have so much to do. It's like, I don't know where to start. Do you ever feel like this? How do you handle these pressures? Yes, I totally understand what you're saying in terms of feeling overwhelmed. Um, I definitely do feel overwhelmed at times because there are a lot of times where I have my work day and then during my one hour lunch, I'm doing something related to healing color. And then my two 15 minute breaks, I might do two chats with someone who wants to you know, meet with me. I'll do my 15 minute um, chats during my 
breaks in the day as well. So I just ha- kind of have an integrated day of just all work. And then after I'm done at York, I'm doing Heal and Color full time. So, you know, it's, it does get overwhelming and it can get unmotivating. But I like thinking about the big picture and I, the how much this is going to pay off in the end. And you know, it's, it's going to be hard and it should feel uncomfortable. I've understood that if it feel, if it doesn't feel uncomfortable and it feels easy, you're not really doing much. (laughs) You're not doing anything at all. Actually, you're actually putting in the work. You're going to be tied on time all the time. You're going to be doing things back to back to back. You're going to have small windows of free time where you can just breathe for a little bit. And I've just come to the terms of like, this is my life for now. And if I want the rewards that come with the business, in the long run, I have to keep going. I have to keep my foot on the pedal and just keep going forward. And that keeps me motivated. But of course, sometimes we do fall short. But, you know, you just want to pick yourself up the next day and just go a lot harder. You have a lot of plans and future visions for Heal and Color, such as adding more products and expanding into big box stores. And you also said that Heal and Color is not going anywhere anytime soon or ever. So will you talk more about all of these big adventures and visions that you have and what you are looking forward to. Yes, absolutely. So I I definitely want to grow the Heal and Color brand. And, you know, this comes back to what we just said, not having everything figured out. Like Heal and Color just has one product right now. And I'm kind of glad that I decided to start my, my launch my company with just one product because, you know, some people might have said, oh, I only have one product. I should wait. No, I just decided I want to get it out there. So I definitely have plans on expanding. I want to actually create um, waterproof bandages and skin, different skin tones. That's in the works. So there's going to be waterproof bandages um, coming up. and also. Um, uh, athletic wraps and brown skin tones as well. Right now, they're only in one shape, right? Yeah, so that's in the works too. There's so many things that are going to be coming up with healing color, and you know, we want to create first aid kits, little for little healing color first aid kits. Oh, those will look good. I can just vision a picture of them now. <laughs> yeah, no, they will be very cute. The possibilities are endless. Um, but that's all that I'll share right now. But. It's so cool growing and expanding a business that's already launched because it just feels like you're just always doing something new. And it's also great that you can also keep customers excited about your your brand by offering new products as well. If you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to support is by liking, following, rating, or reviewing on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am entirely grateful to those that have already left a review or have reached out to me. I'm always open to chatting on Instagram, so hit me up at Her Defined Podcast. Today's episode has been produced by yours truly, Juliana Della Costa, and edited by Carolina with Swell Podcasting. Be sure to check back next Tuesday for another episode to hear her stories, hear her advice, hear her defined. <laughs>